Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Happy New Year to you all. It's the first time I've seen you since the new year. Uh, it is time to grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back and relax so that we can talk about what is going on in the sky above us for at least the weekend. Uh, and as I looked ahead to see what, what could we talk about today, it all seems to center around the planet Mars and the fact that Mars has now moved into Capricorn. And I know we've talked about this already because we talked about it in with Tam last week at the beginning uh, of the, the month of January or before the month of January started. And then we've also talked about it here and there. But today I want to do a deeper dive into what does Mars mean in the context of this beginning of the new year? And as well, how does it play out in your human design? So today, for those of you who are listening, uh, where you can have access to your own astrology chart uh, and your own human design chart, it would be a great idea to have those in front of you today. And it is wonderful to be here with everybody. This is the beginning of the 12th season of living astrology. It's amazing to me when I look back at all the YouTube videos I have uh, out there, uh, the fact that I've been broadcasting continuously since February 14th of 2013. Wow. And that was on radio, on Blog Talk Radio. That's where a lot of you, I'm assuming, found me initially and then moving into video as times moved forward for that. And of course, being a presence here on YouTube for the past, I don't know, maybe eight years, something like that, <laughs> nine years, maybe. Uh, Living Astrology itself was actually formed on March 31st of 2014. That's when I finally decided, okay, maybe I should make this a business, not just a hobby, not just something I play around with. Um, it was obvious to me for tax considerations, I needed to do something. So the business has been in play as Living Astrology since the, um, the end of March of 2014. But I was also out there before that as Mystic Moon. So some of you may remember those days, some of you not, but it's okay. Uh, but I just was kind of shocked when I realized I was beginning my 12th season here <sighs> broadcasting to everybody. So welcome everybody who's joining us this morning. I see Debbie Tippett's two meal. Hello, and thank you very much for the reminder. Everybody who's listening, please hit the thumbs up button if you are on YouTube. And if you are watching this from Facebook, hit the like button and please share with the people that you know. And good morning to you, Natasha. It's great to have you with us. And Pam Zaruba says, Happy New Year and congrats on 12 years. Joan Durchy, good morning and thank you for the congrats. Good morning, Teddy. Uh, happy New Year to all our favorite podcast listeners. Thank you so much. And Corey, good morning. Tom, good morning. Uh, long may you lumreek for, I, I have no idea what you're saying there, sweetheart, but uh, okay. Tell us in, in English. Nancy Ross, good morning. And I'm sure, Tom, that whatever it is that you're saying, I'm just going to laugh myself silly when I realize how I couldn't read what you were saying. Uh, so today, again, we're going to start by, well, we always start talking about the moon, 
And it's funny because I've been really busy this week with people who wanted readings for 2024. So I've been getting, you know, charts together and so forth. So I really haven't been paying too much attention about my own astrology or where things are in my own chart. So this is going to be a good uh, opportunity today for us to take a look at uh, everything that's going on in our own personal charts. And as well, today we begin with the moon in Scorpio, moved in there this morning at 4.40 a.m. Pacific time, 7.40 for those of you on the East Coast. And that changes up the energy from the more Libran qualities that we would have had earlier, building of relationships and consensus thinking and cooperation and love in our relationships, those type of things, to now the deeper energies of intimacy and passion and investigativeness, secrets being exposed, etc. And while the moon is transiting through uh, Scorpio, which by the way, is all the way until 1.09 p.m. Sunday, and that's Pacific time, so 4.09 for those of you on the East Coast, the moon will be in Scorpio and then it switches into Sagittarius there toward that uh, end of the day or the afternoon of Sunday. So we have several days still, a few days still anyway, uh, for us to do this deep investigative um, uh, drive, let's call it, that Scorpio has. And I want you to remember that Scorpio is a sign that is ruled by two planets, Mars and Pluto. And Mars takes center stage right now with everything that we're going to talk about today. And uh, Pluto, of course, an important player right now anyway, as he's sitting at that very uh, sensitive 29th degree of Capricorn, uh, preparing for his eventual move into, he's actually at 29.30, 29 and a half degrees of Capricorn. So we have Capricorn energy prominent for us, for us as Mars is transiting through Capricorn. Pluto is still in Capricorn. The sun is in Capricorn. And now we have the moon, the other luminary moving through uh, Scorpio, a sign that is ruled by Mars. So it joins the Scorpio and the Capricorn parts of our charts together or the parts of our lives that are influenced by those two signs. So Scorpio, of course, is a sign where when the moon transits through there, we can experience some intense emotions and hidden desires can come up. The things that we didn't really know that we wanted, right? The things that that come up like just from the depths and we we're like, ah, oh, that's what I want. That's where I want to go. That's what I want to do. And it's a water sign. So of course it rules over the emotional uh, atmosphere, the emotional quotient, right? The IQ would be the intelligence quotient. When we're talking Scorpio, we're talking about the emotional quotient. And it is also a sign that rules over transformation, the whole death rebirth processes, secrets and mysteries, and passion. There's passion and intensity in this sign. And when the moon moves through here, albeit quickly, she's only here for a few days, it triggers those deeper parts of ourselves that want to be expressed, right? It exposes the hidden motivations, perhaps. It exposes where we are not being our own best friend. Uh, I noticed one thing this morning. This is just a complete and separate uh, issue going on with some people that I know, that there's a lot of blaming of the outer world for the circumstances that one is finding themselves in. That is clearly a Scorpionic 
um, message coming up from within for that person or persons to work through, right? It is intense though, right? It's not, this is not mamby-pamby kind of emotions that come up, that potentially come up during this period of time. Now, we can also be more drawn to explore those hidden aspects of ourselves or the subjects that have been taboo for us where we haven't wanted to look like I see, but I don't want to see, right? I see, but I don't, or I, I, I don't want to know, right? I don't want to know. Uh, but now we can get into more of the depth exploration, if you will. And that might mean our psychology, our own psyche. Um, processing through our emotions and the meaning of the, the symbols that we are uh, seeing in our lives, and maybe even exploring more of the uh, hidden reasons behind things, uh, occultism and metaphysics and spirituality all kind of fall in the same area of the chart, in the Scorpio part of our charts. And of course, sexuality and intimacy are also a part of the moon's transit through Scorpio. And we may also have to come face to face with our own emotional well-being or lack thereof, right? We might also have to challenge ourselves to overcome fears, um, traumas, or the conflicts that are a part of our uh, lives. So it's a real good time to heal, to purge, in other words, letting go of all the baggage, letting go of all the gush, right? The stuff we don't need, don't want, isn't benefiting us at all. And to be regenerative in a way, this is a regenerative energy, but it starts with letting go. And that's the part that we kick and scream at, right? We don't necessarily get this, that in order to move forward, that we have to release, right? So in order to move forward, we've got to let go. So do that work and be careful not to get overwhelmed by negativity or by manipulation from others. We got to be very aware of that. Be aware of your own manipulations, right? We're master manipulators. Don't get overwhelmed by your own negativity, right? Your own um, a lens of looking at the world through dark colored glasses as opposed to rose colored glasses, right? Not saying that you have to go completely to the other end and see things like, you know, through rose colored glasses, but at least focus more on the positive, right? On the way that you want to change your life, the way that you want to expand in your life, and what is it that I have to let go of or heal or purge or regenerate in order to do that. The moon gives us these three days to do it. And for the most part, the weekend does not present us with any major aspects between other planets. So we're kind of left in this energy to do the work that we need to do on this. And I think it's quite timely, actually, for this to be taking place as Mars has moved into um, the sign of uh, Capricorn. And let's see, that happened yesterday at 6.50, nope, sorry, wrong time, uh, 6.58 a.m. on the 4th. So yesterday morning, and that's West Coast time, by the way. So if you're feeling a difference in your energy level and your ambition or your drive, it would be a la Mars, right? A la Mars, because Mars is the planet of action and ambition. And when he transits through 
the sign of Capricorn, it brings a boost of energy and motivation for us to pursue pursue our goals and our dreams and to have the tenacity or the perseverance to work through what it is that stands in our way, the overcoming of the challenges in our lives. And that means that we may personally feel more confident, maybe more determined to achieve success in whatever realm it is. I'm not just talking business, although Capricorn is a distinctly business-oriented sign, success-oriented. But getting success in life isn't just about the work that you do. It might be in your health, might be in your finances, might be in your relationships, it might be in your health. It could be all over the chart. There are 12 distinct places in that represent areas of our lives where Mars could be at this moment in Capricorn. So that's why it's important for you to have your own charts handy so that you can look at where does Capricorn land right now in your chart, in your natal chart, because the house that Capricorn sits at is the area of your life where this is going to come up, right? It's not, it doesn't matter if you have planets there by birth or not. It just matters that right now, everything Capricornian is being focused on by your ego, your will, your persona, by Mars, the action planet, and a closing shot by Pluto, the pl very planet of transformation and regeneration. So there's a lot going on there, a lot of juicy, good stuff. Now, it's not all high, right? Uh, it's It can't always be that way, because it can also be where we encounter obstacles on our path towards success, or um, conflicts along the way toward um, achieving whatever it is that we're here to achieve. And Mars and Capricorn also tends to increase our competitive natures, right? <laughs> and our assertiveness. So the way that we want to push forward and the way that we see ourselves as compared to others that might be doing the same work or experiencing the same health challenges or you name it, right? So everybody get their own charts right now. Capricorn is a sign that looks like, I'm going to highlight it for us and then show it to you. And that way you can find the symbol if you're not familiar. There you go. That is what Capricorn looks like. And you'll see there's the three symbols in here. There's Mars right now at zero degrees of Capricorn. There's the sun at 14 degrees, 45 minutes, it looks like. So right in the middle. And then there's Pluto at the end. Now, that's kind of extraordinary if you think about it, right? Because we have a beginning, we have a middle, and we have an end to the story of Capricorn. And whatever house, again, that is in in your chart is where the story is taking place. Mars bringing in the potential for taking new action, for moving ahead. The sun, mid-Capricorn, giving us the moment to check in with ourselves to see, well, how far have I been able to come? How far do I still need to go? And to kind of reorient yourself in that moment, in that halfway point, if you will. Pluto, at the very end, saying, well, how well have you transformed that Capricorn part of your life over the last 17 years, 15 years, 15 years? right? Since 2008. And almost 16 years, if you count the time that Pluto's wobbling between Capricorn and Aquarius. So it is an interesting time for us to really focus in on all things Capricorn 
and understand that part of ourselves, okay? Now, what we might need to do at this point in time is to balance our drive, our ambition, our wanting to move ahead with patience, with cooperation, and avoid getting too rigid or too stuck in a pattern, thinking it can only happen this one way. And then that leaves us in um, a bind if it doesn't start to work out the way that we think, right? It becomes a point in time where we kind of want to give up on ourselves, or we want to give up on the dream, or we want to give up on the goal. So we have to watch for that. And this is a good time for us to begin the process of those New Year's resolutions, right? Remember on New Year's Day, Mercury moved forward. So there was one sign that it was time to start moving ahead. And yet there was still some hesitancy, right? We're still in a closing phase, a dreaming phase. And now we have Mars and Capricorn. We can start to see what the path ahead might look like to be more proactive in building what it is that we want to build. Where is it that we want to go? How do we want to be? Okay. And as well, it's a time for us then if we make that commitment to ourselves to get healthy or to you fill in the blank, that we actually are committed to it. So don't just choose things that are, you know, easy and that you're ready to go running toward. You might need to choose the one thing that Capricorn represents in your chart. In my chart, it represents the sixth house. And the sixth house is the house of health and healing, service, uh, environment, toxins, um, how the health, the general health of the body, and how I help others. Okay, that's where it is for me. So that's the focus then that I would want to place. Let's say you have Capricorn in the second house. The second house represents our self-worth. It represents our money and how we earn money. And if you have Capricorn on that second house, then what you're going to be looking at are the goals that you would need in order to bring, let's say, financial health to that part of your chart or to that part of your life, more likely. If it's in the eighth house, which is a house of uh, the opposite of earning power, it is the power of money uh, in credit, in debt. It is the power of attracting resources to you that aren't necessarily the ones you earn for yourself. It is a very scorpionic house, and it might show you that you have Capricorn issues to work through, goals to work through here as it relates to money that comes into you from other places or through uh, intimacy or through sexuality or uh, seeing things in a transformative way. It might be a call for you to transform when you've been stuck. We can go on and on around this chart and, and discovering what it is that you can achieve. What's the highest achievement possible for you as an individual right now, right? Because it's unique to you. Um, the transit also enhances our leadership skills and our ability to handle the pressures of life and the stresses that come up by trying to achieve the things that we're trying to achieve, right? It almost gives us the persistence and the perseverance, the tenacity to take action, to stay the course of an action that we've chosen. So again, what we would be learning about is the balance between sticking with something 
and recognizing when we might need to make a change, right? When we might need to move in a different direction, changing the plan as it were, uh, to be able to achieve what it is that we want to achieve. But it is a great time while Mars is here and he's here for six weeks. He's here until the second week of February, first full week of February. And it's a great time to take action on those long-term goals. Capricorn is the future planner, right? He, he sees uh, how to take what's been the experience in the past, bring it to the now, and then plan for the future. And uh, so your goals and your aspirations may feel more achievable to you right now, right? You're more willing to take the actions necessary. Um, and it might be because you want to show you're competent in a certain way or that you are a professional if this is especially in your 10th house of career or profession. So I wanted to take a look then at where this is playing out in your human design. Because in human design, we get to look at the energy, let's say, of Capricorn in increments, right, of about five to seven days at a time through the gates that are sitting there, right, or the, the planet Mars sitting at these gates for uh, somewhere between five to seven days and giving us time to see things through the different lenses that we might not always think of as Capricorn, right? The first gate that is a Capricorn gate is the gate 10, which is called the gate of self-love. So who knew that achieving our goals and our aspirations for gaining a perspective about the future uh, and for being perseverant and tenacious begins with the level of self-love that we have, right? I'm going to show you my screen. I think I'm going to be able to do this because I want to show your a human design chart to you. Um, so let's see, it should be sharing right now. Let me go back to StreamYard. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So you're seeing this. And I'm going to slide on down here because the very first gate starts right here. This is the identity center. This is the seed of your soul. This is where the heart of you is, right? This is where the center is only attracting to you the information, the people, the experiences that you are here to experience from a soul perspective, all right? And we start here with the Capricorn energy at gate 10, which to me, I, I mean, I just see that that is our opportunity to reflect upon our relationship with ourselves, right? So any good goal or aspiration or movement forward would benefit by by beginning there, don't you think? What is the relationship you have with yourself? What is your authentic self, right? Who are you authentically? What is your purpose? Not the purpose that you think the world is dictating to you. Not the purpose that you keep searching for because your purpose, I bet you, if you sat quietly and, and really tapped in, you would know, right? Mm. Is your purpose to love? Is your purpose to grow? Is your purpose to share? Is your purpose, you know, fill in the blank? And then as you um, contemplate that or reflect on that, then goals and aspirations begin to dawn on you, right? They start to wake you up and go, oh, that's, that's what I need to do next. And gate 10 is part of that identity center 
And it's the center. It's a gate of love, right? There are four gates of love. Actually, we could make the case that all the gates on the identity center have love at their heart. But this one is a gate of love, and it's the love of self. And that love of self is what gives you direction, right? Loving yourself gives you the direction you need to take in your life that is correct for you. And it is um, a gate of, of finding your life path by being true to yourself and honoring your uniqueness and living from a place of your inner authority and your integrity, being true to you. Okay. Self-love is not about being selfish. It is not about narcissism. It's about accepting yourself as you are with your strengths, with your weaknesses, your gifts, your challenges, your joys, your sorrows, your traumas, your dramas, all of it. It's about respecting your needs and your desires, uh, expressing your feelings uh, and your opinions even possibly and setting healthy boundaries. There's so much, right, that uh, begins this journey of Mars through Capricorn, especially when we look at it through human design. Uh, it's also about trusting your intuition. This guidance center is visceral, right? This is center mass. This is um, this isn't the gut as in emotions, but this is about trusting in your uniqueness, trusting in um, your path forward, right? You trusting you. And that begins with self-love. It's about being aligned with your essence, with your soul, and with your own personal destiny. What a wonderful place for Mars to go, right? To start. And it's not like Mars is the first one to hit this because the sun hit this earlier. The sun was here uh, on uh, the very last couple of days of December, giving us, you know, a hint of what was to come. And it is an invitation, let's say, to examine how we are living in alignment with our true self or how we're compromising ourselves, compromising or betraying even ourselves to be a part of the, of the earth, which isn't why you came. You didn't come here to compromise yourself. Um, so we're challenged with Mars being here to see things through the lens of self-love rather than disparaging ourselves. Um, it's easy. We're here to make a choice now, right? It, we start here with a choice to honor our goals and our dreams and our aspirations, seeing our own value and our own worth and pursuing what makes us happy. And you know, on the other hand, what feels like it would be fulfilling to you, right? What's going to fill your cup? What's going to fill your heart with joy? Oh, by the way, it is encouraging us to share self-love. Through self-love, it, it encourages us to share or radiate love outward to the world. Your light, your beauty, right? Um, which can become an inspiration to others. So here we get this sense that this very first gate tells us that by being the most loving that we can be to ourselves, doing what feels good to us, what feels right for us, by pursuing our goals and our dreams, we radiate out that love, that light to other people. That is the antithesis 
of selfishness, right? Totally the antithesis of it. Because we're standing then as a role model and an inspiration to others by doing what it is that is true and right and authentic for us. Okay. Now, the next gates that Mars will hit, by the way, let me give you the dates for self-love. That is from January 2nd, so we've already been here, to January 9th. So that will be next week, Tuesday. And then it'll move into the next gate down here, the gate of joy. And I mean, so we go from self-love to joy, right? To joy. So what is the joy button all about here? And this is the root center, by the way. And the root center is the center of pressure. There's stress in this center. And the pressure here is for us to go out into the world, to embark upon our life's journey. And our life's journey, one of the pressure points is to find joy, to find happiness. And it's an interesting journey because eventually as we go all around through the whole human design and back again, or all around the Zodiac, we discover that joy is an inside job. It doesn't happen outside of us. We can't find it out there because it's in here, right? It's inside. But it does activate this potential for joy, for vitality and aliveness, bliss even, in our lives. So it is one of the gates of the root center, as I said. So we have this pressure. And what this pressure is, is about change. This is part of a channel or part of a series of channels in human design that's about mutation, about changing ourselves. And it's pressurized. So it means that we're, you know, just naturally feeling the pressure to move out forward, right? To go somewhere, to change something about ourselves. And since this is so important in life force energy, uh, because it's pushing out energy, that it's about finding joy in the process of transforming and changing your life, right? Rather than focusing on the outcome or the result, focus on the journey. It's the journey to transformation and to joy that's important. It's about the journey, not the destination, to put it a different way. And it's about being aware of the patterns and the rhythms in your life that are supportive to that journey and the ones that are not so uh, um, supportive, that aren't part of your well-being and happiness, and being willing to relinquish those, to, re to let them go. It's about finding harmony and balance in the interaction with others in your life, the people around you, and being able to communicate with clarity, not necessarily because this is a throat gate, because it's not, but to be able to state clearly, even to yourself, what your goals are and what brings you joy, right? If you don't know, if you can't put words to what it is that brings you joy, it's going to be harder to create it right? It, because this particular plane of existence, this earth is about the what we do and how we say what we want to do. That becomes a creative energy, a creative burst forward. <clears throat> so gate 58 is very optimistic, right? This is an optimism, enthusiasm, full of life energy in this gate. And when Mars is moving through here, 
Uh, it boosts our energy and our motivation to act or take action on our goals, to pursue our passions and our interests, right? It also helps us to overcome the obstacles because it does sort of imbue us with this ten ten tenacity and perseverance energy, right? The, the willingness, if you will, to stick with it right? To keep going with a positive attitude, with a sense of humor, laughing at the fears when they pop up. It encourages us to be spontaneous. As I say that, I also want you to be remain aware of how it is that you are designed to create in your life. And that means through what is your authority, right? How are you designed to make big decisions? It's an invitation to be playful. It encourages us to adventure, and to explore new possibilities, new experiences, new avenues of expression of joy in our lives. And then as we share that with other others, I mean, optimism is kind of catching, right? Bliss and joy, they're kind of catching, right? You know, you try to remain angry and upset in the, in the midst of a room that's joyful and happy. That takes a whole lot of energy, right? To be something like that in the midst of a joyful expression, right? So that's Mars in gate 58. And he will be in that gate from January 10th to the 16th. And I'm, I'm telling you these dates because it's useful, I think, for us to track what's going on inside of us or outside of us during those periods of time. Mars is an important planet. He's a personal planet. And that means a lot of his energy is devoted to you personally, right? So he is the masculine energy of moving outward, of doing, okay? All right. Now, on the 17th to the 24th of January, things get a little dicier because Mars then moves into the gate 38, which is struggle. So moving up one here in the root center. So gate 38 is called the gate of struggle. And it is um, part of the channel that we call the fighter or fight, right? It's fight energy. And it connects the root center to the spleen, just like joy does, right? So we're, it would connect over here. Um, and it shows us that we need stamina. We need perseverance, energy, determination, and willpower uh, to overcome the obstacles and challenges that might come up on our journey for our life purpose, on the journey toward joy, mastery, right, of, of our purpose for being here. But it also creates pressure and tension within us because this is a pressure center. And it can create that feeling of restlessness, of frustration, of dissatisfaction, right? Not being happy with the results of our actions or of the effort that we're having to put in to our goals and dreams. It might feel like we have a constant struggle uh, against something or against someone or that we have to keep proving ourselves worthy over and over again. And we may feel often alone in our struggle, but I guarantee you when, when Mars is sitting here, as the sun is sitting here, was sitting here until January 5th, actually that's today, uh, we, we are all struggling together. You're not alone, right? A planet sitting at a gate brings it home to humanity. 
to the general public, the public at large, right? All of us. Even if you don't have that gate defined actually in your birth uh, chart, even if you have it defined in your birth chart, the sun having sat here or is sitting here through today, and now Mars going to sit here later in the month, tells you that we are all in the struggle boat together. And no one, the feeling of that no one understands us or that no one supports us can be pervasive, like under the surface, right? I see something that was going on in my own life this morning so much clearer now in talking about this with you all. I love it. So the key to dealing with the transit of Mars through the gate 38 is going to recognize that struggle is not a negative uh, or a positive thing. It just is, right? It just is a natural and necessary part of life, life on this planet, right? Life on Earth. Struggle can be a good thing in terms of being a catalyst for us, for growth, for change, for transformation, if we use the energy wisely and constructively. But it can also be a source then of empowerment and passion and purpose when we're aligned with what's true, our true self, um, and are moving in an authentic direction for us, but not moving against the tide, forcing ourselves into some tiny little box uh, that's meant for someone else, but not us, right? So we have to find the right balance between fighting for what matters to us and accepting what we cannot change. It sounds a lot like the serenity prayer from AA, right? And we want to be careful not to create conflict where there isn't any, right? Where there isn't any. And be mindful of how your attitudes impact others. Um, don't impose your will or an agenda of your own making onto others, your agenda is your own. Not everybody's going to be signed up on your agenda. Those that are in alignment will resonate, and those that don't, won't, and it's okay, right? It's okay. So you need to respect the choices of others, just as others need to respect our choices, our boundaries, and seeking cooperation rather than confrontation in all of this would be quite the benefit, right? So it's a powerful and positive transit, even though sometimes when I see things going through gate 38, a lot of struggle pops up in the outer world. But if we use it as an opportunity to face our fears and to overcome our own limitations to pursue our goals and our dreams um, with courage and conviction, right? Then we have this opportunity to see all the work and all the struggle come to fruition in a beautiful way. And we can use this as this transit as a catalyst for that positive growth in our lives by change, right? Changing ourselves. But we also must act with integrity with honesty, honest with ourselves and with others, and compassion for self and others. Remember, this whole bloom and transit started with the gate of self-love, right? Self-love. All right. I'm going to stop sharing for a second. Actually, I think I can go back to the stream while I'm still sharing and see how people are doing out here. Good morning, Pauline. Good morning, Christine. J-Lo, happy Friday, she says. Julie, good to see you. Um, 
Christine Buckingham says Capricorn, Mars, ninth house, and Moon, Scorpio, seventh house. So those are the two areas of your chart that are being impacted. Seventh house of relationships, agreements, and contracts, and the ninth house of growth and expansion, and ideology, belief system, philosophies, dogma, right? Looking at where you might be in those. Uh, good morning to JLo. She says, uh, I, I think there was something else that she was talking about. Sorry about that. Um, all right. So no questions. Is there any questions from anybody about what we've been talking about so far? Do you understand the idea looking at your own human design chart right here at the root center, starting here with the gate 10? And now we're moving through the root center with Mars in Capricorn, meaning these are Capricorn energy gates. Okay. And there's one here at the, it's moving forward. And then there's also one, I can't change that yet, but we'll get to it. That is up on the uh, head center. So, all right, let me go back to my chart presentation and go to what the next gate will be, which is the gate 54. What happens if I click on that? Oh, it gets defined. Okay, nice. So the gate 54 is uh, a gate that is called ambition or drive. It um, is a, a drive or an ambition or a goal that causes us to move forward, to try to find success, right? To transform our lives from uh, what it is, maybe, maybe not, it's transformation for sure, but it's an elevation that we're looking for. <clears throat> it's the gate of aspiration and the desire to rise from the mundane to the extraordinary. It's also a gate of mutation, meaning it's a change gate, right? It's where we change. And it's the ability to change and adapt to new circumstances as we go pursuing our dreams and our goals, right? It's very outwardly focused. It's moving outward. But I do want you guys to notice one thing. These three gates, the 58, the gate of joy, the 38, the gate of struggle, and the 54, the gate of ambition, all Mars driven over the next few weeks, also connects with anything that we have sitting here on the spleen center, which is the center where fear and paralysis can live. It's also a center for intuition and health and, and success in your life, right? It is... Um, a survival kind of center. So while these are awesome energies that Mars is going to be triggering, it might bump up against places within you that hold fear or hold the shadow of paralysis or fear. So just keep that in mind as we go along. I'm, I'm really spending a lot of time talking about the highest end of these energies, but know that the cost to us might be that we have to relinquish a fear, right? The fear of the gate 54 meets up with the gate 32, which is the fear of failure. So we have this ability to have dreams and goals and aspirations and to move outward, but we might bump up against the fear that we're going to fail. So we'll have to watch for this, right? Um, so gate 54 isn't a guarantee that you're going to find success. Sometimes success comes in the frustration, the failure, the disappointment, right? That didn't work. So now I need to try it a different way. Mars can make us impatient, however. It can be impulsive and aggressive. 
in pursuit of an ambition. So encountering obstacles or um, anything that we perceive as slowing us down can be where uh, the challenge arises within us, the frustration arises within us. So we may also lose sight then of our true purpose and our values, compromising our integrity or authenticity in anticipation of recognition or reward, but not getting it in the way that we had hoped. So it's really a call for us to remain authentic, to stay in our true self as we move forward with our dreams. So it's also important to be aware of intentions and motivations when Mars is transiting this gate. Are we being driven by our passion or by ego? That's a big question. <coughs> Excuse me. Validation. Are we aligned with our true selves or with external expectations? Has somebody outside of you or something outside of you caused you to create or have an expectation of what success looks like? What defines success for you, right? Are we learning and growing or are we stubborn and rigid? Are we collaborating or competing with each other? Are we grateful or are we greedy? Great questions to ask as we're moving forward with our ambitions, our drives, and our goals and trying to achieve our dreams. It's a powerful time, to be sure, of pursuing your ambitions, but it's also, a, there's a requirement of all of us to use wisdom, to be humble, humility, discernment, being discerning right? What is true? What is not true for you, your truth? So you need to balance your drive and ambition with patience and confidence, with compassion. We hear these words over and over again here in the center. And we want to be appreciative of everything that life is showing us, even in uh, attempting to create something in your life, an ambition or a goal. Sometimes we bump up against a challenge because we are doing it in the wrong way for us. We're doing it in a way that the outer world maybe has dictated to us that this is how you achieve success. And if you don't do it this way, you won't get it. But that may not be true for you. You have to move in a different direction. So we need to remember that success is not only measured by external achievements, what happens outside of you, but also by how you feel inside. What's your happiness quotient? What's your fulfillment feeling? What's your fulfillment level here in what it is that you are achieving in your life? Kind of cool. All right. Now, after, let's see, so I gave you the dates, I believe, on that one. At gate 54 is from January 25th until uh, the 31st. So that takes us through the month of January. Now, I'll do a deeper dive with the last two gates, uh, probably another week as we get closer, because you might forget all of this. But let's talk a little bit more about how Mars ends the transit of the sign of Capricorn. And by the way, right now, the moon, the not the moon, the sun is going to be moving into the gate 54 uh, tomorrow. 
so gate 54 being the gate we just talked about. So now um, the, the sun will sort of like prepare the ground for Mars moving there later in the month. So we'll already have these things, these ideas of ambition and drive and goals and integrity in our minds before Mars gets there. Okay. So that's why in general, the reason why I really wanted to talk about all of this today is because this is an excellent time for us to be preparing for our achievements, goals, and dreams for 2024. You didn't have to have it all ready to go on Monday when it was the first, because that's just a calendar day. It doesn't have any real true meaning other than for taxes, perhaps, right? The taxes and the, the end of the year, having to pay more money now for your health care because a new deductible is needing to be met. <laughs> Those kind of mundane life things. So don't beat yourself up if you didn't have, you know, resolutions and ideas of what you wanted to have done this year um, by yesterday or by the first, because we're just getting to this juicy part of energies that are allowing us to dream the bigger dream. Okay. So sun sitting at 54, helping us gauge what ambition, goals, dreams, aspirations are right for us. Not right for the world, but right for us. Okay. Now, next, then, as we get into the, the beginning of, Jan of February, uh, Mars will move up here to the head center, which is also, by the way, a pressure center. So the roots pressure is to go out and live right? To go out and succeed. Its drive is for success, for emotional connection over here. When these gates here get activated, it drives us out for emotional connection. When the gates connect to the sacral from there, it's the pressure to do, to, to go out into the world, to bring our dreams and goals to um, our soul, right? It's driving up to the soul center. Now we go to the pressure center of the head as we get into February with Mars. And as well, the sun will get through here as well. The sun will be in that gate um, the week of January 12th through 17th. So sun and Mars are kind of interchangeable here because the sun is your ego self, your personality, your hopes and your dreams are kind of embodied in that sun at that time. And then Mars is the catalyst for action to take on those dreams and those goals. Now, the gate 61 is the pressure to find out why. It asks that annoying question, why is this like this? Why does the sun rise in the east and set in the west? Why does this not work for me? Why, 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 right? The head center pressures us with questions, right? In the 64, it's the how. How? How do I do this? In the 63, it's how, I mean, can you prove how can I prove this is what is right or wrong or not for me or for me? In the 61, it has wonder and awe attached to it. So it's an invitation for us to remain a sort of open book to what's possible. It wants to see what more is possible. So Mars sitting at 61 is the energy and action towards seeing a bigger picture, perhaps right? Not being pressured to answer just such a small little question. You can't ask. I mean, I think if you try to answer why, it often brings up other questions besides that. So instead of why, just what more is possible, right? What more is possible? So Mars helping us here to get a bigger 
um, glimpse perhaps into what more is possible as he gets to the gate 61 later in or early in February. Now, the final gate that Mars will be at, and he, he was, this gate 60 is where Pluto is right now. In fact, for a good chunk of the year, Pluto sits at this gate. It is also a gate that is divided between Capricornian energies and Aquarian energies. So it straddles both signs. So we have this concept of this gate being effective in bringing forward from the past what is the best um, into the now. And looking toward the future. So this gate is really a two-faced gate, if you will, right? One faced forward, one faced backwards, and centered right here in this now moment. It is called the gate of limitation. So what might happen is if we go all crazy with these Martian energies uh, earlier in through the month of January, the gate 60 might be a sort of wake-up call for all of us, right? We can't do it all. We can't, at least not all at once, right? We have to sort of focus our energies. Sometimes the 60, I think, helps us to uh, get out of that ADD feeling, that ADHD, hyperactivity. I got to do it all. I got to do it all. Um, the gate 60 might say, okay, but you can't. So which, what are you going to focus on? All right, so Mars sitting at the gate 60 here might help us innovatively and inventively and uniquely, individually, figure out what is the next best action for our ourselves, for our individual selves. And uh, having Pluto sitting here for us collectively is huge, right? We can't focus on all of the problems. We have to sort of focus on the solutions to the problems. Right? We know what the problems are. What we don't have are good solutions. We argue about the solutions. The solutions or the possible solutions tear us apart. So the 60 is an invitation with Mars here to find solutions that are workable, that are sustainable, that make sense in the context of what is possible. So huge Huge, huge, huge transits coming up in front of us with uh, the planet Mars. All right, going back here. Um, lines, black and, uh, yeah, but I'm not sure what you're asking, Pauline. JLo says, I ha also have gate 28-1 in design Uranus and my evolution. Are there any planets in the gates or specific gates for the transit that work better with Mars? Well, you have to remember, first and foremost, Mars is a catalyst. So he's going to catalyze the energies that are in those gates or in the gates that form channels. So if your 54 meets up with 32 or your 38 Mars transit meets up with something in like Uranus in gate 28, it's going to be about how the struggle transforms your life. And are you struggling in the right things for the right reasons? Or are you, so I guess another way I could put that is choose your battles wisely, Right. You get to choose what you're going to fight for, you know, what you're going to stand up and be counted about. Um, it's not something that you have to fight for just because, right? It's it, it's up to you. But that will definitely be triggered, right? It's probably been triggered already this week for you, JLo, because the sun is at 38. 
and will continue when Mars gets to gate 38, which uh, again was January 17th to 24th. So two opportunities, really, you know, that we have coming up at us to transform, right, to transform our goals and our dreams so that we can create joy, so that we can enjoy the success and, and the recognition for a job well done, right, for uh, doing what it is that we wanted to do. And that our goals and our dreams then become aligned with ourselves individually. And our choices then are a mirror of those dreams and goals and not choices that are designed to make other people happy. So it's a big deal. This is a big deal. Uh, okay. Oh, let's see. Any other questions? If the path white or color to the left of the root, what does that mean? So I'm thinking what you're saying is that the root center, your the, the center to the left of the root center is the spleen center. And that might mean, I think what you're saying is that the spleen is open in your chart. Um, or if what you're saying is the gates that Mars will be sitting at are meeting up with open gates on uh, the spleen in uh, the 28, the 32, and the 18, then likely your struggles, your joys might play out in, in, in relationship with other people, right? So that's, let me go, what time is it here? Uh, I've got four minutes. So let me go back to my chart for a minute and let me show you what I mean, if I can do that. Presentation, share screen. Okay, good. So we're back here sharing this. So this is the spleen center. And I think what you're asking, Pauline, is what happens if these three gates are white when these three gates get defined, okay? So any, in this case, I'm going to make this white. Um, the, anything triggered here for you will come from people who have these other gates, right? So, and you might not know who they are. You just know that that person triggered something like a, a, a battle within, an internal battle. Um, this other person over here with 32 might have triggered a feeling of being a failure because you're comparing yourself to their successes. The gate 18 is about judgment and criticism. And uh, maybe you feel judged or criticized or they trigger you judging and criticizing them during this transit. So the openness in the gate doesn't necessarily mean you're going to express that Martian energy in relation to um, just your normal everyday self, but likely will play out with those others in your life uh, that are uh, playing that role, right? Or that have those other gates. And, you know, likely in the bigger, wider world, um, we're, we're going to see that splashed on the movie screens, splashed on the news and uh, in the events that are happening, right? So it's a good question. Uh, okay, and I can't even speak with one of my girls thinking in coming to get them. I can't help how they feel about how I feel, right? It's not your job. It is not your job to make others feel good about what you are feeling or to feel bad about what you are feeling either, right? That's, that's, not, um, that's not your job. Uh, it is your job, though, to recognize when you are 
emotionally connected to something that isn't true or correct for you, right? Or when you are in a process of reacting to energies of others' emotions versus responding to them. So tricky, right? All right. So let's pull a couple of cards in the uh, waning moments of my show this morning. And I saw a request for an angel card. Uh, let's see if I can find my little angels. Where are you? I think we need a dragon. Definitely need a dragon. And I think let's do a wisdom of the oracles. So I'm going to do that one first. I feel like there's some wisdom that is about to explode from this deck. And this is a deck by Colette Baron reed and it is called the Wisdom of the Oracle. And we get Never Ending Story. It is card number 37, and that's a 10, so a 1, offering up a new beginning, the Never Ending Story. Let's see what that's about. It came out right side up, and... 37. So the card's essential meaning is self-criticism, the wounded ego, unnecessary dramas. So that seems to suggest going back to the gate 10 and re-establishing self-love. There is a story woven through the imperfect fabric of life that tells of hurt and loss, rejection and humiliation, self-loathing and arrogance, and all manner of suffering born of unnecessary dramas. It is the old story whose refrain is that you cannot do this, must not go there, should not say that, lest your world come, come, come crumbling down. Today, know that none of this is actually true. The sky is not falling. The voice you hear is just a small, scared, conditioned part of you that got stuck in a lie and wants to protect you and needs to be seen as a victim. Love that lost piece of you. Fear is all it knows. Distorted guidance is preventing you from being true to yourself. You are not your story. And the narrator is simply the voice of your fearful part, small and vulnerable and easily soothed good reminder for all of us. What is the story that you continue to tell about yourself? Is it one of empowerment or not? Okay. All right. There's that one. And because Martian energy is so active and dragons are so powerful, I think it's a good time to pull a dragon and see what they have to say. What we have, oh, a pure white dragon from Orion. And this transforms your ascension knowledge into pure wisdom. And underneath that, it says, process what you know, act with truth and honesty, let your wings of light grow and expand. I mean, just look at that card. It's beautiful. Let's see if we can read more about that one. Pure white dragon. Sounds like he must be a seventh dimensional. Yes, he is a seventh dimensional dragon. He's high up there. Okay. And this is what it says. Orion is the planet of wisdom, the ability to take the knowledge we obtain through our left brain and use it joyfully for the highest good of all. Beings from many star systems take their understanding to Orion to ask how to use it with wisdom. At the all beings, 
<clears throat> all the beings from Orion, including the seventh dimensional pure white dragons, carry a special light in their soul. The color white indicates purity, clarity, and advanced enlightenment. Archangel Gabriel, the unicorns, and the great white brotherhood all hold this incredible level of purity. Source light is diamond white. As white holds the vibration of truth, when the pure white dragons from Orion shower it onto us, it lights up our own impeccable honor and brilliance. They are preparing us for greater advancement on our ascension path. A pure white dragon of Orion has come to you today to advise you to examine what you know with enlightened eyes. Process any information you are working with through your right brain to discover how to use it for the highest good. The high-frequency dragons from Orion will be with you to help you in the process. They will allow you to advance your spiritual growth and expand your wings of light. When you hold white in your aura, people trust and respect you. This card calls on you to speak your truth, act with honesty, and be totally honorable in all your dealings. Dang, I couldn't have picked a better one, right? Pure white dragon from Orion. Lovely, lovely. And by the way, this is uh, from the Dragon Oracle uh, by Diana Cooper. Dragon Oracle. All right. Well, thank you all so much for joining me on this, my first episode of my 12th season here on Living Astrology. And I wish you all a blessed day, weekend. I'll see you Monday morning. Take care. Do you wish you could better understand yourself and what is going on in the world? Well, grab your cup of coffee or tea and join the podcast Living Astrology with Janet Hickox for astrology, human design and Gene Keys wisdom. Mondays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Podcasts are available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and your other favorite outlets.